Welcome to Cinema and the Psyche. In this episode, I wanted to talk about what I think is important. Of course, in regards to cinema, not trying to make some grand statement about what's important overall, but to perceive your environment to see things, to perceive and feel the subtleties around you, Um, to avoid facade at all costs, uh, because facade is going to leave you wallowing in the meaningless. Um, The depth of experience the human psyche is exposed to in this realm we call life is far, far deeper and there's far more available than uh, is normally accessed you know, in the day-to-day rush, you know, to get to work or get to whatever it is you do. There's a lot more available, and I think it's incumbent upon the artist, the filmmaker, that they're able to access the deeper aspects of the nature of life around them. This, after all, is what you're interacting with. And so, in a sense, you know, the subject matter of the artist, the subject of study, is uh, reality as we know it. And so, it's important that you get to grips with it, if indeed you want to be a greater artist, filmmaker. If you're concerned with other things, then, uh, of course, facade will do. But that's not what this podcast is about. So when I first got interested in cinema as a filmmaker, Um, besides, you know, the magical, the intrigue of the magic of cinema, 
was the initial attraction, of course. But then very quickly, when you try to get practical about your, you know, um, per pursuit of cinema as a, as a filmmaker, or to get involved in the making of cinema, you gravitate immediately towards the tools, you know, equipment. And suddenly you're thinking, wow, if I could just, if I could just have a, the right camera and start, you know, I could hit record and it would be amazing. Or, and uh, the best computer, you know, you know, like, a, just like the fastest thing that's just gonna just allow me to just uninhibitedly uh, go at my, the stuff I film, okay, and then, so, there's this thinking that equipment is what you need, equipment is not what you need, okay, there's enough equipment around, and there's enough people who know how to use it better than you're going to. Unless, of course, you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you are a film artist in a particular, um, you know, technology or tool of filmmaking, then, of course, uh, probably you need that tool as quickly as possible. And, you know, you are going to be, um, you are going to know it better than anyone, we hope. But, <clears throat> for the general, for the writer-director, um, you know, which makes the podcast a little limited, at least this episode, but there you go. For the writer-director, equipment is not what you need. And then after equipment, you might think, you know, okay, so I don't need the equipment or I can't afford the equipment. Um, if I can just meet the right person, get my foot in the door, um, get your foot broken in the door, but meet the right person... Um, as a writer-director, every person you meet is the right person. Because your job is the study of the subtleties and the subtext of life. Okay? The right person is everyone. And um, you meet them all the time. So, it's another diversion that you could spend year you could spend years on this diversion. In fact, I have and I'm sure many others do. In fact, I see most people diverted by this one if I just meet the right person. Um and then this person would obviously recognize you know my greatness and they would just open up their wallet and just facilitate 
It's like they just drive up in their limousine and say, oh my God, there you are, get in. Uh, so it's not equipment you need. <coughs> it's not even meeting the right people, or rather, it's not even, you know, finding the one who's going to make it all happen for you. This is another what it's not. Unfortunately, it'd be much better to talk about what it is. But anyway, what it's not is useful lessons. Um, of course, you probably, if you're succumbing to these um, these things, equipment, just meeting the right person, chances are you'll hear this and you'll think it's interesting, but you'll go on in pursuance of equipment and networking to meet the right person. Yeah, I guess that's the way life is. But, it's not about either. In fact, so, what's important? What's really important? That's what this is about. So, the thing is, is you have to have something to say um, with the tools of communication. And if you're messing with the tools of the cinematic form, you are messing with probably, you know, the most superior of languages um, we have. And so I think having something superior to say is uh, important. <laughs> for the cinematic art form. There are other types of cinema. You know, there's Roger Corman. And, you know, that's... Entertainment is great. And cinema should be entertaining. So, I'm not disagreeing with that. But, in pursuance of what cinema can be, and what cinema really is, uh, even if you're just going to do B-movies for entertainment, it would be good to understand that the medium you're using is actually far more than that. So, we want to know what cinema can be actually what cinema is, and therefore, by understanding what it is, we can use it in such a way that we will see what cinema can be. And it requires a deeper connection with, with life, actually. That was the point of this episode, what's important. And it's a deeper connection with life with what surrounds you now, uh, the relationships in your life now, and feeling as deeply as possible, and not trying to avoid the unpleasant. I mean, of course, if you want to live a long and healthy life, and not only a long and healthy life, the purpose of a long and healthy life 
is so you can engage in superior uh, activities in a effective way for a longer period of time. So it's not just about, you know, doing yoga because it makes you feel, or stretching, what they call yoga now. It's not about doing stretching. Um, so you can then go and uh, eat and drink more on the weekend or something. So healthy and happy is the means to live a longer, more productive life. So the longer, more productive life is the key there, not the happy and healthy. So because a healthy, productive life whereby you can create your art, because this is important, you obviously want to make, you know, develop and have life habits that help you have a more stress-free life. But no matter what you do, stress is going to come upon you. And my point here was not to try to uh, repress it or act like you're having... Our task is, as writer, director, filmmakers is to not repress these things, but to understand them, even embrace them in a manner of understanding that these things are part of life and your job is to convey truth as you understand it, as you're able and therefore conveying the stresses of life, conveying the excitement and bliss of life. All of these are for you to interact with as honestly as possible so you're able to portray them as honestly as possible. So there's only, you know, I've heard before and I think it's probably true, there's only so many stories. When you break it down, um, I think it was like the, came across the 36 dramatic situations but that's a further breakdown of probably what is just less than 10, you know, plots or, you know, story, stories. In the end, you know, it's probably love interrupted by some other force and uh, the pursuit of power and domination. You know, there's... How many more stories can there be? Maybe we can introduce something new to society in general. But that will take someone special to bring that in a way that is not pretentious or boring. So to portray these stories, you know, this the story to portray it's important 
that you know what it is you're portraying and to know what you're portraying when it involves all of these different stresses and exaltations, is that the word? Uh, it requires that you feel them for yourself and you don't cover them over in a t an attempt to have a, you know, easier life. Certainly the writer, director, the filmmaker is uh, not meant for an easy life. If you want an easy external life, study accountancy or something. Although that's going to be just as stress-filled because there is no escaping the lessons of life. But the way through is to embrace them as lessons and progress oneself. But in this way you can feel the highs and the lows without being dragged down by the lows or unrealistically raised by the highs. Uh, to feel them, but not to be manipulated by them. So, what's important? This is what's important for the filmmaker. Not the equipment. Not who you meet in the industry. I mean, the industry is a terrible place to find inspiration for the writer-director. And we've seen enough movies about movies. I mean, if somebody's got a new take on it, you know, you've got Sunset Boulevard. If somebody can do a take on the movies as brilliantly as Sunset Boulevard, then uh, by all means, go for it. But otherwise, Movies about movies by filmmakers is where you end up, and that mediocre movies about movies is where you end up if you think, if you allow the industry to become the atmosphere within which you live and breathe and find inspiration. Actually, La La Land, I saw that and I liked that a lot. But I wouldn't recommend doing that. And you can really only get away with one of those. And it's very rare that you're going to make one a good one. Better, for the sake of your long-term artistry, to go ahead and get stuck into what life has to offer and to a large extent forget the industry. The industry is really only going to use and abuse you and yeah, use you and abuse you. So an equipment is only gonna let you record and edit the material from someone 
whose only concern is to have equipment. So, who wants to see that? Okay, so you've got to immerse yourself in the atmosphere and the grit of life around you and feel it and engage yourself in the pursuit of feeling it deeper and perceiving more out of it. You know, just like the physicists, quantum physicists who are studying subatomic particles, they just keep going and they're never going to reach the point at which they see what this is made of. It's just going to get more mysterious. But through their passion, they keep on trying. And like filmmakers, we have to do the same with reality. You will not get to the essence of it and see, oh, this is, this is what it is made of. Or this is what I should portray. Or this is the shot I should do. Or the subject matter. And that's the end of it. You will not get there. But through the passion of filmmaking, your job and what's important is to delve into the depths of it. And to keep delving into the depths of it. Layer after layer. Level after level. So that's this podcast. This podcast was late, very late, much later than I wanted. So that's Cinema and the Psyche, this episode. I really didn't intend this podcast to end up as a filmmaker's, you know, podcast. I really wanted it to be more exploring... You know, the interaction of the psyche with cinema. But, you know, and I've gravitated towards the writer-director outlook. But, I guess that's my outlook. So I'm going to try and make this more balanced in the future. And try and get them out on time. Okay. The website's cinemaandthepsyche.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-E, psyche. Uh, cinemaandthepsyche.com You can always write me at matt, M-A-T-T at cinemaandthepsyche.com If you have some comments, complaints, inspirations. And, um, we're on all the normal places. Feel free to say you like it or follow or do whatever you do with those things. Okay, until next time. Enjoy life. This is Matt of Cinema and the Psyche, signing off.